When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the Tighten Up Podcast on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. I'm Jack Gentry alongside my partner, Austin Huff. You can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Jack A. Gentry. He is at Austin Huff. We are the Tighten Up Podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter, at Tighten Up Pod. Give us a follow on Instagram, at Tighten Up Podcast. And as always, we're under the A to Z Sports umbrella. So go make sure you're following A to Z Sports on every social media platform. This is so number 154, the Titans hiring their new general manager on their former general manager's birthday of Sodes. How do you feel about that? How would you feel about that? Is, is that like personal? Because uh, I feel like that Amy Adams Strunk and J-Rob like, had a pretty solid working relationship. Obviously, they were communication breakdowns that led to his firing, but I mean, it kind of feels personal when you hire a new guy on the old guy's birthday. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Um, I, You know, you'd like to think that it's not intentional, but then also part of me kind of wishes it, you know, likes to think that it is intentional, you know, because then it's like, oh, wow, that's just a, that's just, that's just cruel. Like that is, that is mean, but no, it's, it, there's, there's not a chance. There's not a chance. No, it wasn't. That's just, that's just J Rob having a birthday in January. If you work <laughs> in the NFL and you have a birthday in January, odds are something bad is going to happen on your birthday. <laughs> that's like, uh, you know, post or posting the first Instagram picture with your new girlfriend on your ex-girlfriend's birthday. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Debuting her to the gram on your ex's on her, on your ex's birthday. It, it's, there's some there're going to be some bad feelings probably about it but I, I don't think that there's any harm in by it right this one comes via samuel millet i hope i'm pronouncing that correctly samuel millet at samuel x millet that uh that that what do you think his middle name is what do you think that x is i don't know xavier that's really the only x name that pops into mind so what, I was what say about Z- you? xylophone uh that's xylophone. the only x name that comes to mind for me uh, <laughs> or he's just Samuel <laughs> times Millet. Yeah, uh, look, if you want to submit a so title for next week, just tweet at us with something about the Titans that's obscure and uh, inside baseball that only Titans fans will get. And we will name the next so that and give you credit at Titan Up Pod on Twitter, just like our guy Samuel Millet uh, did for us. Got a big so. Uh, it's look, it's the off season. It's officially the off season. It's the off season for everyone. Now, finally, that damn football season ended and it ended in the only, like in as bad of a season as it was, it ended in the worst possible way, in my opinion. Um, obviously other than, you know, the Colts and I don't know, the Jaguars winning the Super Bowl. Other than that, like that, I hate the chiefs it and the fact been that worse, the- but it was an absolute hellscape. It could have, I mean, it could, I guess it could have been worse. I guess the Titans could have ended the season with eight straight losses instead of seven. They <laughs> don't tempt them. They could have, uh, you know, like, yeah, the Chiefs won. I guess maybe the Ravens could have won the Super Bowl. I don't, it's, 
I just hate the Chiefs, and I this this year is a year I want to quickly forget. I want to get to August as quickly as possible. You know, last year when the season ended, I was like, oh, we need the, we need this offseason. With the way it ended last year, thinking that was the worst possible way a season could end? No, 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 no. This was the worst possible way a season could have ended. I, I would have loved to have lost in the divisional round in a heartbreaker this year. You know, like I would have... <laughs> Just I like old times for that, right? <laughs> like I would have killed for that this season. You'd never know what you got till it's gone. So it's officially the off season. We're going to get into, there's some rumors floating around. There's some new hires. We're going to get into all of that. But before we get into all of that, let's first get a word from our friends at Relax the Back. The Relax the Back team sets out every day to help people in the Nashville area work better, live better, and feel better every single day. If you're like me and you struggle with insomnia, if you can't go to sleep because A.J. Brown lives in your nightmares, then this is the place for you. They'll help you get your eight hours with Technogel and Tempur-Pedic pillows and mattresses. And for those of us who are sitting up all day at work, they've got zero gravity chairs. They've got chairs that... Do not compromise your comfort, but it helps improve your posture over time. So go check them out. They're located at 2020 Glen Echo Road in Nashville, Tennessee. It's right across the road from the Green Hills Regal Movie movie Theater. They've got massage chairs in there, too, if your back's a little tight. Oh, yeah. They'll help loosen them up a little bit. Maybe the Titans ought to get some in their facility. But if you're unable to get there in person, visit them online at stores.relaxtheback.com slash Nashville and start feeling better today. When you go in... Make sure to tell them that A to Z Sports sent you. We got a little Kool-Aid man in there. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> With all that said, let's talk Titan. I hear the train a coming. It's rolling around the bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when I'm sucking. What is up, Flameheads? Welcome into the Tighten Up Podcast. Today is February 15th, 2023. And as the Tighten Up Podcast rep, I would like to confirm that the rumors and speculation are true. Yes, Jack is pregnant and performed all of last week, sewed while pregnant. So, yeah, looked pretty good doing it, too. Look, we, 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 I've been together for over three years. Okay, you had to you had to kind of assume this was coming. Yeah, I I wanted to you know not really reveal it, but I I guess yeah, that was my big announcement on the Tighten Up podcast that I'm pregnant, and you, you know just like Rihanna says, bitch better have my money, Austin. Those child support payments, I, I better expect them on time. Your your check is in the mail. Yeah, you can consider me a huff Rocky. I um. <laughs> You can call or you can call me rude boy, boy, because I can get it up. That's for sure. <laughs> what do you think? Let, let's let's start here. I'm glad let's we started start this. here. You know, it's a long ass off season. So let's start with the Rihanna halftime show. I thought it was shorter. Like I expected it to be a little longer than it was. That's honestly, what she said. Austin, yes, it is what she said. Oh, man, I'm going to say this and maybe face heavy backlash. I expected more. Okay, but I, I, look, but I get I, it. She's pregnant, right? I, I think it's, it's a fair take. A I think it's a fair take, and I don't think you're the only one with this take. Um, I think Rihanna, look, you'd be hard-pressed to find any artist in music with a catalog like Rihanna's. She is a phenomenal 
artist, both not only in her her solo acts, but in her featured tracks. Like she is at the top of her game. Okay, like when the fact that we were rumored to have between Taylor Swift and Rihanna do this year's halftime show, pretty hashtag blessed. Both tremendous artists. Rihanna is top notch. And like when when she does a medley of her songs, you're like, oh, wow. Every single song she has is a banger. I forgot that she had this many. It's incredible. Now, with all of that said. I don't think we're going to remember that halftime show Mm -hmm. in 10 years. I don't think we'll remember it in five years. And especially nowadays, in this day and age, the only way you remember things is through memes. (laughs) You know, like we all remember the weekend's halftime show because he was uh, going through that. He was lost in the the neon maze. Yeah, that carnival fun maze, that labyrinth of lights. And that is like, like we remember that. 50 cent we will remember uh, last year's halftime show because he was hanging upside down i rihanna other than her staring at the very beginning i don't think we'll remember much from it at all because she didn't there were no costume changes there were nothing and granted she was pregos so just the fact that she did it is insanely impressive but you're right as for the performance itself i don't think there's like much memorability from it pregnant rihanna is like todd down and calling plays versus non-pregnant rihanna being like arthur smith like you expect the rihanna to be explosive it's supposed to be exciting bright flashing lights you can't predict what's going to come next but then when you have pregnant rihanna it lacks all of those things it's it's not sexy it's it's not exciting it's not explosive i don't know it just it just reminded me of todd down and calling plays for the titans versus when Arthur Smith did it before, like that's the Rihanna I had come to know and to yeah. get pregnant Rihanna. I mean, like I'm happy for her and ASAP Rocky, but I, I, I don't know. I was a little underwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, it, it was, yeah. I, I mean, you're probably the first person to ever have that take. Uh, fine. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess I I guess I got to agree with you. There was not there was a lot left to be desired. Now, I I will say Rihanna has probably never called a third and one end around to the tight end. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I think your your analogy is spot on. Okay, good. I'm glad we're on the same page about that. Our mind is both uh, in disturbia. Hey, uh, (laughs) no, Jack, um, speaking of. love you and i we are um we are in love and we are coming in coming up <laughs> coming up on three years on this podcast in what and how many weeks two weeks in, two weeks in away. two weeks okay two weeks away so the big countdown is on so i should wish you and all of our listeners a happy belated valentine's day thank you I hope it was special and in on and since it was valentine's day that also means it was the birthday of one very loved Steve McNair, who uh, is on the back of my chair right now. Steve McNair, a legend uh, in Titans history. He would have been 50 years old yesterday. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I had to double check. I was like, there's no way Steve would be 50. This feels like his 40th birthday. Right? Like, I, how old am I? (laughs) He played for such a long time, though. I think that kind of is why, is is what does it to me. But, ah. 
50 years old. Could you imagine? RIP Steve. It sucks. You know, like it's like every time, every, every year on his birthday and on his death day, um, 4th of July, it is, it's two times when he just, I, I just like think back on, on his life and my fandom for him in two tone blue. And that is, he's just a, he's just a guy. Now this is not somewhere where I necessarily want to take this, but I, I always think like, what if Steve McNair was the quarterback of the Titans today <laughs> and how much hate he would get on Twitter from Titans Twitter for like missing practices and, oh, you know, God. and like there were a lot of games like he, he did miss because of injury, but there were a lot of games where he, he played through injury and, but would miss the entire week of practice leading up played to it. Phenomenally through like you, devastating hospitalizing injuries. You know, you know, there would be people on Titans Twitter that would be like, Billy Volek needs to start. That th- That's our quarterback of the future. We need to turn the keys over to this franchise to Billy Volek. It's time. All right. Look, Steve is aging. And if he can't practice every week, we need to go to Billy Volek. Or, or like even if you want to go even deeper in the Steve McNair career. Neil O'Donnell needs to start. He's a veteran leader and he's just sitting away <laughs> on our bench being wasted like that you know that's like there are people within titans twitter because titans twitter has like i mean every fan base has those people but you know that there'd be takes like that of uh, uh, regarding seeming now right it's it's been like a while since the titans have had like a true journeyman veteran backup qb though hasn't it it's been like a handful of years yeah it's probably had a hasselbeck Hasselbeck, Hasselbeck would probably the be the one. most recent yeah uh, it's, it's been a while but uh, how rare is it for a guy to have his life be bookended on two separate holidays, Valentine's Day and July 4th. I mean, it's a, it's a reason to celebrate. Yeah. Um, like, like did he get sure. married on Columbus Day? Like, what is his, <laughs> does he only do things on, uh, on holidays? Well, I mean, I, I don't know, but like, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty special. I, you know, it, it does suck. I feel like July 4th hits me harder than his birthday, though, just because I think it's a whole different mood. Um, on that holiday, but 50 years old. That I mean, that's, that's just crazy to think about. I know we are, uh, we are very old. And by we, I mean, I am, you are still probably what, like 16 and just got your learner's permit. 27 Eight. at the end of the month. Mark your calendar. What is your birthday? February 26th. February. Tw- oh, wow. That's I'll do my... a leap year. I, I wish I, I wish I could have made it another day. Wow, dude. Uh, you were two. You have- Three days. Three. I, I've never really understood like <laughs> the, the concept of February and leap year. It's, it's, it's a whole thing to me. I kind of just ignore it. I kind of just let my mom say, oh, yeah, you were due on leap day. And I think of how cool it would be to be like seven years old, like technically. Or Man, almost I, you know, my daughter was born on December 18th. I was really hoping that we could have waited three days for her to be born on Christmas. Are you making fun of me? Is that what you're doing? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. February is confusing. Don't I, I don't put much thought yeah. into it. No, yeah, no, I get it. Numbers are hard. Uh, Numbers are hard. Speaking of Titans quarterbacks, Ryan Tannehill um, is currently the Titans quarterback. And I, I feel like there's a lot of speculation as to whether he's going to continue to be the Titans quarterback. I, I know there's a lot of Titans fans that don't want him to be. There's a good number that do want him to be. I feel like the the 
my take on this is, look, I want Ryan Tannehill to be the Titans quarterback unless they can get one of the nine to 10 quarterbacks that are better than him. And none of those guys are available. Exactly. Right. Like you're going to be hard pressed unless you can somehow find a way to sign Lamar Jackson, which won't be possible. Then I don't think, I mean, or if you pull off some insane trade, but no one's giving up their franchise quarterback. You know, you know, what's interesting. You mentioned Lamar Jackson. You would think that Lamar Jackson would want a guy who's called, you know, who's like been around the NFL for a little while. They go out and get Todd Munkin as his OC. I, I thought that he would have more of a say and it kind of be a, a more Lamar friendly guy. It's a surprising hire to me. I, yeah, the, the pulling an OC from the college ranks up to the pro ranks, I don't know. It just, it, it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Like, I think, I think you're, you're better off going pro ranks to college ranks, but. It's a totally different game at the NFL level. So, like, I don't know. I, I, and I, th- I, I'm saying this without any, any like, um, knowledge or or history of of those moves. But I do wonder, like, is are there any college offensive coordinators that have had success in the NFL game? I mean, it's it'd probably be a tough thing to pull because those guys could have gotten hired as QB coaches or passing game coordinators. Um, I do feel like it's rare to see an OC to OC jump directly from college to the pros. And he's going to the, from coaching Stetson Bennett, who I think is older than Lamar Jackson, um, to now Lamar Jackson, two very different players with two very different skill sets. Um, and Stetson Bennett somehow is older than Lamar Jackson. But interesting hire there. But back to your 10 point, I do think that uh with with a new gm in town and you know he's made a couple hires in the front office there's there's a whole new set of eyes on the on the system right so everybody's everybody's being evaluated like do you want to make a change this year you've got to factor in the money and the the salary cap hit that comes with everything but there are rumors and perhaps this is just the front office and the titans doing their due diligence on you know unturning every stone to try and find an answer to this problem not that it's a you know the most glaring problem on the team but the Titans have been linked to Derek Carr. Now, not, not like, oh, the Titans are going to push hard for Derek Carr. Like Ian Rappaport, NFL Network, reported that there are four teams that are expected to be interested in Derek Carr. The Saints, who had a trade set up, but Carr said, no, thank you. So that's not right. working out. The Panthers, who desperately need a quarterback. The Jets who have Carr's old offensive coordinator as the passing game coordinator now, his name. Which which we'll get into. Yeah, we'll get into that in just a a bit. And then the Titans are the fourth. So, uh, you know, perhaps it's just them doing their due diligence, but I did bring some numbers to the table, Austin, because I know know what you like about Tannehill. And not that I'm all in on Carr, but let me just – let me just try and sway you on car a little bit. Let me, let me. Okay. It's like the always yeah. sunny episode, the serial defense where you just, you just need a shadow of a doubt, just a shadow okay. of a doubt. Well, I, and I'm glad that we're turning, we're doing a number segment with the guy who uh, doesn't know just, how many days there are in February. That's right. Does it has no ideas how, de- how many days it is from his birthday to leap day at all. Okay. Go on. Let's, let's see how this it. goes. I couldn't tell you gun to head. This will be a smooth flight. Okay. No need to buckle your seatbelts passengers. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. But why we like Tannehill is because what he does late in games, fourth quarter comebacks, game winning drives. When the Titans backs are against the wall, Tannehill usually pulls something out 
whether it's through Derrick Henry or through the passing game, and puts the Titans in a position to win. That's what he's done since 2019. He's Which got- is a very it's a very true thing and should not go. It should not that like I don't think Titans fans recognize just how good he's been in those spots. Um and I think I I think I feel like Titans fans need to remember like it's just an- how many games he's 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 led the NFL since he's become the starter in fourth quarter up until obviously this past year yes. where it, but, but the, the it's a stat sucked, it's but. a stat that do, it's a stat that doesn't get talked about nearly enough and no. it's all all the quarterbacks getting the most hate that usually have high numbers in this now whether that's because they dug their team in a hole in the first place I mean that goes that, that's up for you to decide but like right Kirk but Cousins, regardless a win is a win you know yeah. like whether they dug Kirk themselves Cousins, in a hole and got them out of it you know Kirk Cousins had like 10 this year. I mean, he was going crazy in Minnesota in the fourth quarter. Right. But so Tannehill has 13 game-winning drives since 2019 in Tennessee, and he's got 10 fourth-quarter comebacks, both pretty high numbers in uh, you know, a four-year time span. He's played in a little less than uh, full four years. He's played in 55 games. So keep that in mind, 13 game-winning drives for Tannehill. Carr has 17 game-winning drives since 2019, though he's played in nine more games. He's got 12 fourth-quarter comebacks as well, which is two more than Tannehill in nine more games. Like, Carr's late-game heroics are on par with Tannehill's, if not a touch better. And, yeah. you know, if all things were equal, money-wise, salary cap, cap hit-wise, Carr's three years younger. But do you fall into the trap of, you know, it's the same guy, just a little younger? Is that what you really want to move forward with this new offense and this new hopefully new offensive scheme that Tim Kelly's bringing to the table is just Tannehill, but a few years younger. I see that's where I'm, I'm not so sure that you just kind of stick with what you got. If it's down to those two guys, which, you know, I think that Tannehill's the obvious favorite heading into this offseason to be the starter in 2023. I don't think that's a question, but when it comes to just Tannehill and Carr, just those two guys, uh, there's a shadow of a doubt. I have a shadow of a doubt that Carr might be the better option. See, and uh, you know what's funny is Derek Carr, Ryan Tannehill, and Jimmy Garoppolo are three guys that I feel like are in their own fraternity within the NFL, and they're guys that are just Ryan Tannehill with different names. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like, and and I find myself defending those guys a lot amongst you know just nfl fans they're they're guys that their their pr work needs a lot of help all of them for whatever reason they're hated on and they're joked upon and narratives run wild with them the narratives yeah yeah the narratives are not in their favor and yet i feel like the what they give you is actually better than what people presume i think that's fair and I, I mean, I mean, I know that to be the case with Tannehill. I feel I've always felt that way with Derek Carr in from Oakland to Las Vegas and Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I firmly believe that with him as well. And probably Jimmy's probably had the most success out of the three. Ryan Tannehill of a fairly close second, just in terms of regular season success, yeah, and then team and success. Then, yeah, and then getting your team to the playoffs, to the postseason. And then Derek Carr, a distant third in terms of getting to the postseason. 0-1 oh, career in the postseason. In, in the postseason, right. 0-1. Oh, like, he's played in one career playoff game. <laughs> and uh, that's not necessarily what I'm looking for. But I've always also been a firm believer of, are the tools there? 
because that's the thing you need to look at the most, not past success. Because if you're a quarterback in a crappy ass system, in a in a poorly coached team, or even just a poorly ran team, you know, like if you take if you take like a Taylor Heineke out of the Washington Commanders and you put him on like a pretty good system or an offensive system where you've got smart coaches and you've got a well-run team, I think he can have even more success than the little bit of success that he's seen in Washington because I think that is a piss-poor organization and it's poorly ran. I think you could even throw Jared Goff into that conversation, right? Like Jared Goff excelled when he was with the Rams. And, yeah. you know, he just couldn't win the big one. He couldn't win that Super Bowl, that ugly, ugly Super Bowl. And, you know, I mean, well, and you've started you've started to see a little bit of a flash with Jared Goff back in, in Detroit. As well. He's got a great OC. I mean, he's got he's got yeah. solid weapons like he's got enough to win up there. And he's and you know, you're seeing it with his production. When was Ryan Tannehill at his best? When when did when did Ryan Tannehill not have any doubters? Twenty twenty. Amongst Titans fans. 2019, 2020, it was two years. It wasn't just his run and the Titans run to the AFC Championship game. The next year, he followed up 33 touchdowns, seven picks. They Led were... the league with four, or excuse me, with five fourth quarter comebacks and six game-winning drives, all in one season. That's 16 the Titans, games. The Titans were the second best, if uh, second best, uh, definitely top three best team in the AFC. I mean, this is a, they, they beat the, they beat the, uh, Chiefs that year. They beat the Bills that year. They like they they made a run, and then no one was doubting Ryan Tannehill. It wasn't. It honestly, it wasn't until the Bengals lost when the doubters started to come out. Um, I think the doubters were always lurking, right? Like, and that's that's the thing with well, the, the, the class of guys that all are Ryan Tannehill with different names. They show you signs that they they can play great, th- but they, a they lot can of, never well, do it. Like when it all back- eyes are on them. It goes back to the whole narrative thing. You know, there's a lot of people who said Ryan Tannehill sucked for years when he was with Miami. Then he comes to the, the Titans and he starts dominating and he starts playing very well. And so his successes are not necessarily preached upon as well or as as loudly as when he's crapped on. And so when he starts having success, it's not talked about as much. But then when he starts sucking again, then it's like, oh, see, I told you told you I was right. You know, this guy's always sucked. He's always sucked just with a just a with a fresh two-tone blue color of paint added to him. He never like, gets the benefit of the doubt. Exactly, like he, right. He, like never does he ever. And Jimmy Garoppolo gets the benefit of the doubt sometimes, but that's cuz he made the runs. Whether yeah. and I mean, you can argue that the defense carried Jimmy Garoppolo to you, you know the high See that and that, and that's the thing right like Jimmy will never get all of the praise Jimmy in like unless he won if he would have won that Super Bowl against the Chiefs a couple years ago we'd be talking about Jimmy Garoppolo in a much different light but he couldn't connect on that one deep throw and mm-hmm. they ultimately ended up losing and so he still gets that that and he'll that always hate. by the way he'll always for the rest of his career have this this that narrative you know kind of loom over him just because and it may not be just because, but of that one bad throw changed everything for him, right? You miss a, you yeah. miss an open guy like that in a game that big with, you know, the stakes as high as they were, and that's who you are forever in today's right. you know knee jerk prisoner of the moment um, social media NFL. I mean, NFL freaking Ryan Ryan Tannehill could resign with the Titans. The Titans could start the season thirteen and zero, and there would still be 
some Titans fans that are like, yeah, well, he's not going to do anything in the playoffs for us. Because nothing matters until the playoffs now. Like we've like, like Titans fans have seen Ryan Tannehill. Sure. And and, and regular seasons and dominate. defenses. I I get, I get that. I get that take. But after a season like the one we just had, I mean, it does. The regular season does kind of matter, right? It has to matter. It has to matter back. Like the regular season has to matter to Titans fans again, because we're not, we're not a chiefs. This franchise is not a Buffalo Bills. They're not a perennial playoff contender. They have to scratch and claw through the regular season Gritty, just to get to the playoffs. The, yeah, I mean the, that's that's the way Vrabel wants them to play. They don't. You, you they, can't. They, it's not supposed to look pretty. We can't. It would be nice we, if it did. We can, I know. I know. And I, again, I'm hoping to get to that point where they are at the uh, the top of the AFC perennially. But right now, they're not. They literally fell on their face. They they're they're all scratched up. They're banged up. We just need to get well, get rested, and then and like literally have to get back to the playoffs before we start worrying about playoff performance. Then once you get in, then it's a, a no holds bar. So, which of these guys can get you to the playoffs? I mean, I'd be okay. And uh, and I've said this over and over on this podcast. I'm okay with Ryan Tannehill. If you, unless you can get one of the 10 quarterbacks that are better than Ryan Tannehill, I'm okay with it. I don't think Derek Carr is one of those 10, though. He had Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, and Mac Hollins, who torched the Titans secondary. I mean, he had a, like an embarrassment of riches out wide. Yeah, well, but that but that goes, but that that goes back to my other take of to me, I think it's I think Derek Carr is one of those guys where if you my Las Vegas is his Miami. If you take him out of Miami, I think he will have more success. If you put him in a good system, which I think the Titans have, and especially now with Tim Kelly, I think they they have a they have it set up. They have the tools there in place. So no, if Derek Carr came to Tennessee, I think he'd be better than the Derek Carr that we saw in Vegas. McDaniel's has had big time issues making it work with quarterbacks not named Tom Brady, and if. And Tom Brady will make anyone look good, you know, so I think that's more of a McDaniels thing. But going going back to, uh, you know, rumor mill, the the, you know, rumor season, both of these quarterbacks that we just talked to talked about Tannehill and Derek Carr, they're both. I mean, let's face it, they're they're trade candidates, Um, you know, whether the teams will trade them or not remains to be seen. I don't know that trading those contracts makes a lot of sense for whoever receives them. But there's one common denominator between the two of them, and that is Todd Downing. He was the offensive coordinator for Carr in Las Vegas, and he was, or I guess it was Oakland at the time, and he was the OC for obviously Tannehill and Tennessee. He was just hired by Robert Sala to be the New York Jets passing game coordinator. We talk about dudes and head coaches who want to fix everything, who 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 want the wounded birds to fly to them so they can heal them and look like you know the this 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 incredible bird doctor. We'll call yeah, him a bird doctor. Vic Fangio was signed to a two-week contract by the Eagles ahead of the Great Super Bowl. Great move, too. I, but it didn't work. I mean, the defense couldn't get stop a nosebleed in the second half. But <laughs> like in New York, I, I just find it odd that because because Downing's not the only Titans retread that's been hired in New York. They also hired offensive line coach Keith Carter. What I think is happening, and I, I think it could work out because Downing is the passing game coordinator. He's not calling any second and ten runs. Right. He's he's coordinating the passing game. You you know, the run game wasn't his thing in Tennessee. You can't do it with Derrick Henry. You probably can't do it with with 
Zonovan Knight or whoever the hell the <laughs> role. I yeah, well the the I love that he's hired on as a passing game coordinator literally a season after his passing game finished 29th in the league. Like you have your 29th best passing offense and the Jets are like, yeah, you know what? Why don't you coordinate our passing game? And like, again, I don't know what any of these uh, labels mean for coaches, like passing game coordinator. Tim Kelly was the Titans passing game coordinator last year and he's, and they sucked. So, and I know Tim Kelly's better than, than what we saw from the passing game last year. Well, you just expect that because you can't go any further down. Well, right, right. So, or like, I don't, I don't, hope. I don't know what that means, but all I know is, like, if you're hiring Todd Downing for his offensive input, you're not going to be getting much out of that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's not a whole lot there. <laughs> and look, I don't want to, I don't want to, so. I don't want to crap on the guy. You know, I feel like Titans fans are extremely harsh on the guy. I said some people. Oh my like, gosh. D- DUI downing and stuff yeah, like and, that. And it's remember, like, look, I mean, it was when he got booked for his DUI, all these Titans fans were so eager to go at his neck. Oh, I know. I know. DUI. I know. Whereas like, if it was, it was like, unbased. if it was, if it was like Derrick Henry getting a DUI or someone else, like within the, if, if it was Rabel, if it was Rabel getting a DUI, people have been like, well, it's not that bad. <laughs> you know, like they would have like been covering up for it, but because it was Downing, who's been a scapegoat for the last two seasons and rightfully so. He's just the perfect and, villain. Yes. Yeah. And so people have like really, really chastised. And like, I don't understand like the vitriol for Titans fans to still have against him. Um, but with that said, yeah, I, it is like, hey, Jets, good luck, guys. <laughs> like, I don't know. But does this link the Jets back to Tannehill? Does it link the Jets to Derek Carr? Because they are kind of in the quarterback market as well. Zach Wilson clearly ain't it. And they're looking. <laughs> And Derek Carr is available. Does he go to the Big Apple? Are they going to try and work some sort of trade for for Tannehill? I don't know, but I don't, and I don't know why you would trade for, uh, like you said, those contracts. But they, they would be a better option. I think Tannehill and Derek Carr much better options than what the Jets have now. So they're looking at it as like a huge win for them to upgrade them at that position. So again, then this is where I kind of want to. I always try and bring perspective to Titans fans. Think about that. Like the Jets want Derek Carr or want Ryan Tannehill because that would be a major upgrade at the position. And that just goes to show you how it can be way worse than the, what you have right now. I mean, we're it, talking about the Jets as a AFC East contender with average quarterback play. Right. right. Robert Sala is kind of being Phil Swift from the Flex Seal commercial. Phil Swift here. Here's about, here's yeah. about Flex Seal today. We've got a Zach Wilson-sized hole in this boat. How are we going to fix it? Todd Downing flex seal. Boom, slaps it on there. Still Boom. leaks everywhere. The boat sinks. Everyone dies. Like, that's that's not going to work in New York. I get that Zach Wilson and, you know, and even Mike White. Mike White was a, a New York hero at times for playing well in games when, you know, the expectations were, you know, on the floor. No matter who you hire on the offensive coaching staff, I mean, I don't, I don't know that you have the quarterback there to make it to the playoffs. You get Derek Carr or Ryan Tannehill up there, all of a sudden we're talking about the New York Jets winning ten, you know, or eleven yeah. games. But but that just goes to show you the difference between the two franchises is the fact that like the Titans have a, a Ryan Tannehill right now, and Titans fans want him out, and Jets fans are like, I will take a Ryan Tannehill in a in a heartbeat. 
And you're probably like, well, yeah, it's because the Jets suck. Well, yeah, you're right. But also, it's so easy to be in the Jets. It's so much easier to be in the Jets position of having a question mark at quarterback and looking up at quarterbacks like a Tannehill or a Derek Carr and being like, those are major upgrades to where it's like Titans fans, like, like just recognize like what you have. Sure. Yes. You could get better. You can get better at the position. It's hard to do so extremely hard to do so, but there are a lot more NFL teams that are below you in their quarterback rankings. than I think you realize, and it's so much easier to fall back into those rankings. Just like you saw the Titans this season fall back and in the depths of the AFC based off of one year. So just don't take for granted what you have. If you can get better, yes, you want to get better. But what you've got right now is not terrible. Here's where I'll throw like a tiny counter at you. Is okay. the New York Jets have been knocking on the door, right? They're, I mean, they haven't they haven't been really relevant in the grand scheme of things since Sanchez and Ryan went to that AFC championship no, game. They, they started to a little bit this year. They went the, went on that 7-1 yes. and one run to like, begin like the year. They're knocking on the door, right? They're trying to find that the answer to help break break through that door. The mm-hmm. Titans have knocked on that door and broken through that door, and now they, they have nowhere left to go, right? Like, they, they, they're in that. They're in the house. They, they were thought of as a contender for a handful of years. They made the playoffs a bunch of times. Uh, you know, they won the division a few times in a row. But they want to... They want to find a better house to break into now. Like, like this is this house is fine, but let's get a three-story. Let's get a mansion. We want to break into the mansion, the Super Bowl mansion. So Ryan Tannehill, sure, he was good enough to get us in this house, but we're ready to upgrade now. We're like See, past the I, knocking on the door phase. The Titans have had all that. The Titans have had what the Jets want. But yes, the Titans yeah, are left with I, wanting more because you know, they've contended for so long. They've been See, here. I, I, I see what you're saying. I and I get it, but it's uh, to me after this past season, I feel like you have to reset everything. You have to hit the reset button on your expectations on on where you think to go. Like it's it it's almost like um uh, I'm trying to think. Like it's it's where okay, it's 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 like me, okay? Like I obviously like I I played football in high school, I played a little bit in college, and it's I, 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 I was very, I'm always one of the more athletic people when I would play pickup football, right? You know, if I play flag football, I was always one of the more athletic ones on the field. Okay. Now I haven't played flag football in probably five years. I mean, that's even like pretty recent. Right, right. But in my mind, I'm thinking in my mind, I'm thinking once I hit that field, I will think in my mind that I'm one of the more athletic ones on the field. Even though that like the game has kind of passed me by, I will probably pull muscles and I will probably throw out my back and I will injure myself. Yeah. I mean, even getting out there to play flag football in your mid forties, you're doing a great job. Okay. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Good night. Jeez. I talk about injuring myself. <laughs> I'm obviously joking, but that's impressive that you've been on a flag football field within the past five years. Well, and so that is, a, that is something where I feel like Titans fans, like we feel like 2019 was not that long ago. We feel like that AFC championship run was not that long ago that we are still that team built that way, ran that way, coached that way. But we're not. A lot of football has been played between then. And there's been a steady regression. 
And I feel like we almost have to reset our uh, rewire our brains. We're not one of the top three AFC teams in the, in the NFL. We're not, we're not, I don't, we're not even top five. Like no. we're, they, it, we're, 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 we've moved steadily down that role. And, and I was thinking about this, 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 this week, like, I know there's been, I've even seen this week where people are ready to move on from Derrick Henry because he gets paid a lot. And, um, he's, you know, you, you can't have success in the NFL with a running back who gets paid a lot because other teams don't. Oh, do the it. Super Bowl. There's more the, the, I know exactly where it is that graphic of yeah. the most recent Super Bowl winners where no starting running back has been paid over like $2 million. Right, right, right. Which but part of that I, is because, I, which I believe, I, have... I believe that that was our guy, Sam Phelan. I want to give him his props. Uh, it was, I mean, it's a great, it's a great take and it's a great uh, a insight by him. Cer- and it is a trend. A trend. But yeah. I, I think that with these cheap running backs, they're paired with one of the best quarterbacks to ever do it. Like in Correct. just about every single case. Yes. And if you're ready, if you're like, we need to move on from Derrick Henry when in a year where he just rushed for 1500 yards off of a, a porous offensive line. In fact, I dare I say it was an offensive line. You want to talk about he had a better offensive line in the Pro Bowl than he did during this season. <laughs> OK, that is <laughs> and that's just with Ben Jones snapping the ball. I. If you're ready to you. If you're one of those people that's like, yeah, we need to move on from Derrick Henry. We need to we need to go ahead and get readjust our our money into something else. Derrick Henry is, I think, right now the only player on the roster that you could argue is the best at his position. Back in the day, maybe a couple of years ago, you could have said Kevin Byard, but I think even he's starting to slip. Uh, maybe I, Jeff, I think- maybe mm-hmm. Jeff Simmons is the only other one, but other than that. You don't have any other position where you have a top. And I have, I remember the Titans years where this team didn't have anyone in the top five at their position. Like Simmons, position. Is, Simmons is top five. I think yes. Bayard is top two, if not. And I don't really think he's two either. Uh, you could honestly make a case that, oh man, people are going to come don't at see, me. I, I, I don't see, I don't view Bayard as a top two safety in, in the league anymore. I, yeah, I don't want to be this the prisoner of the moment guy that I just, you know, hammered. But like, I think that Bayard is better at his position in terms of where he ranks amongst. Okay, you know, you could argue. Uh, let's 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 meet in the middle think, here. Let's say let, he's definitely a top five. He's definitely a top five. I okay, think Bayard's better that. safety than Derrick Henry is a running back at this point. Oh, geez. Wait, seriously? I think it's close. I, I think it's close. And, I, you know, it's not Henry's fault because the offensive line was yeah. so beat up. And we talked about it. Like, the Titans, sure, like, their success wasn't that long ago, but they've been stripped for parts since, whether that's because of salary cap casualties, injuries, bad drafting, horrible trading. Like, the they don't have enough around the quarterback to jump back into that top three spot in the AFC that we got used to them being in. Right? Yeah. So – I don't know. And I all, all I'm all I'm saying is like it, it's so easy. Like I, I I just don't like when you have something that's one of the best in the league, it's so hard to get uh, achieve that and, and to attain that. You don't want to get rid of it. You know, like you don't you don't get rid of something like that 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 is at the top of its at its position group in the NFL. 
Like the Chiefs, they have Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones. You could make an argument that Creed Humphrey's climbing the ladder. Like they, right. they've got at least four dudes you could make a case for. Right. The and Bills. they're not they're not they're not looking like, well, we need to move on from Travis Kelsey because he no. costs too much. No, like, no. you know, like you once you that. have that, you 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 hold on to it and then you build around that. OK, like, and and if you're like in the mindset, well, yeah, well, you can't run the football in the NFL anymore. It's like I that put that mindset away. You you have to when you have something that is great and it still is great. I know people like to say it's declining. Well, I think everyone on the Titans offense was declining last year based off of that offensive line play. So but it was still fifteen hundred yards like that should not go. That is to me in almost that to me is more impressive than the 2000 yard rushing season that he was able to put together that many yards with an offensive line that porous and didn't even play every game either and didn't even play every game you're right and so that to me is like you've got derrick henry you need to hold on to that like like it's freaking (laughs) like it's everything you've got i'm willing to walk back on my buyered take too i think that i think that you're right I mean, to have Derrick Henry, to even have one of the best players at their position. He was the that, second you, leading like rusher in the fun. NFL this season. You do everything around that guy, whoever that guy is for your team. For the Titans, yes. it's Derrick Henry. Like, move everything else around, sure. Yeah, but would you, you like to get part. a better quarterback? Sure, yeah, we all would. Would you like to get better wide receivers? Yeah, sure, we all would. And that's why, that's why the A.J. Brown trade hurts so much, because you had a guy who, he wasn't, he wasn't in the top, to top one in his position, but he was a top five guy. And if you can get those, the more top five guys you can get at their position group, the better you're going to be, the more success you're going to have. And the Titans need to get back there. When in 2020, when the Titans were, were great, they were, they had top five guys at every, at almost every position, not every position, but you know, you know what I mean? At at more positions. Yeah, Brett in Kern, 2021 was one of those guys Brett Kern, shout out who got benched wrongfully. That wrongfully is, was benched the day wanna, before the Super Bowl. People say the Eagles lost that Super Bowl because of that holding call. No, they, they lost that Super Bowl because of Brett Kern. First of all, would never have punted to Tony. Okay, and no, that, even if he did, exactly, he would he would have made that tackle. He's and he's the best directional the direction the best directional punter that the NFL seen in the last two decades. He would have he would have winded it right to the sideline. Kadarius Tony would have caught it with one foot out of bounds. Nope. Yeah. Game over. Yeah. Eagles yeah. lose. They're the wrong punter. Longest punt return in NFL history. Yeah. Don't you wish you would have activated Brett Kern now? Mm-hmm. And was he was he battling an injury? Uh, Kern wasn't. Uh, not that I know of, at least. Uh, Sipos they just, got they, hurt. They, they just deactivated him just to deactivate well, him. Well, because Sipos, the, the the starter starting punter for the Philly or for the Eagles. Man, I can't talk. Um. He got hurt running. Oh for yeah, a first he was kind of, so he was coming off of a uh, coming the off the IR season, like week fourteen or week fifteen, and so he'd been on the shelf for a little while. And that's I, where, that's why they signed Kern in the first place. And I guess he struggled in Philly. I didn't. I did not watch him closely. I know he 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 did well in the playoffs. The little bit that I saw him punt, but do you think it was because it, he hit the sky cam? Ooh, do you think so? Sky cam they conspiracy. Saw mm. They they saw that. Oh, do you think? That was like Fox? him shooting. Do you think that that was kind of like him shooting down the Chinese air balloon? Him you, hitting the sky think, cam. Ooh, you want to go? All right, put your tinfoil hat on. All right, let's go eat their ass. Let's go <laughs> fool Alex Jones. They, I bet Fox made the Eagles deactivate Brett Kern. 
We lose our sky cam. We lose everything. Because in the Super Bowl, you can't lose. And the, the Super Bowl is when they unveiled new technology. They got the new score bug out there. They've got new features to their broadcast. They're like, this is it. And they're like, well, do we have any threats posing our way? And they're like, well, Brett Kern is the punter for the Eagles. Rupert Murdoch makes a phone call. And he's like, <laughs> hey, listen, Eagles, I need you guys to sit Brett Kern or else I'm going to have Carl Jeffers call a game against you. He's going to call every penalty against you. You will pay. You will which, pay. Which the Eagles adhered to. They sat Brett Kern. And then I guess Rupert Murdoch forgot to call off the Carl Jeffers guards. Yeah. And then the, they also still got screwed by the refs. So. And then they like made the grass like super slippery as well. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Man, wow. How bad, tough week for... Do you see that, that that the Super Bowl was the final game for the Sodfather? The guy who's like known, he's he's been the the turf guy for every Super Bowl, and this was his final season, and he goes out like that. He, he went goes out, out like that. that he, he goes went out, out like that. Fifty seven years has been in charge. I mean, look, why a guy that old who's been working for fifty seven years is in charge of the grass this late in the game probably goes to show you why the the and and then they the NFL I mean, that's, that's invested your debate right there that's Tom Brady of the Titans at age 46 do you want the sod father to roll out for another super bowl i yeah, mean that's true they the NFL go the invested dollars $8, $8, on this new turf that they like scientifically composed and the, you they, know they were we, wheeling it out every day to get sunlight and wheeling it back in and and then it was that bad and keep in mind super bowl turf is tough because you've got they have to like do the walkthroughs for the Super Bowl halftime show. So they have to wheel out the they have to run out the stage and build it and then do the run walkthrough and then tear it down and move it back out. So you're that field is getting all of that play even before Super Bowl Sunday. It should and, probably be like more of a disaster than it typically is, honestly. I it, honestly, right. It I, it's honestly it's pretty Pretty impressive that Super Bowl hasn't been slippery every year. <laughs> but I will say, in terms of bringing this back to the Titans, a lot of those uh, sod experts that we saw. I know, thought you were going to say sod father, two-tone blue. Ooh, ooh, now these retire. <laughs> Could we get him out of retirement to play quarterback? <laughs> I, I'll, uh, yeah, I just, a lot of those sod experts that we had on the internet a couple weeks ago when the Titans announced they were going to synthetic grass, synthetic turf, uh, a lot of them went quiet on Super Bowl Sunday when everyone was slipping on that actual grass, you know? So, that's something to talk about. Just, a, just an observation that I made, you know? <laughs> I'm all in. Get Sodfather to Nashville ASAP. Let's go. You look, you clear up some cap space with Tannehill's contract, get the Sodfather in. <laughs> Man, well, I'm so glad that the team does not listen to our uh the, our decisions. Uh Jack. The um Man, I have I mentioned lately that I hate the Chiefs. I I do hate the Chiefs, but let me say this about the Chiefs. So Chiefs win their second Super Bowl in four years. Blah, blah, blah. Patrick Mahomes. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sick of them. I'm already sick of the, the Kansas City Chiefs. But this is one thing that really impressed me. And, you know, not enough can be said about the hire 
around Carthon. Is it Carthon, right? I, yeah, and it's going to be really tough to get used to. I always say Carthon, Rand Carthon, because that's just easier. But yeah, it's, it rolls it's off Carthon. It's Carthon. Rand Carthon, okay? Not enough can be said about the hire of Rand Carthon. And that hire is the most important hire that the Titans will make this season, even more so than who they choose to be their quarterback, even more so than than the Tim Kelly hire. That is the most important hire. And the reason I say that is because Chiefs won a Super Bowl four years ago, beat the 49ers, okay? The very next year, they lose in the Super Bowl to Tom Brady's uh, Bucks. The year after that, they lose in the AFC Championship. You start to see a little regression, right? Mm-hmm. Go from winning the Super Bowl to losing the Super Bowl to losing the AFC title game. This year, they're back in the Super Bowl, and they're banged up. They were banged up down the stretch there. I'm Well, I say banged up. Patrick Mahomes was banged up. No one else was banged up. But uh, I mean, Patrick maybe a, Mahomes is essentially... A couple other wide receivers, but it's like compared to what the Titans have gone through the last yeah, they, two years. I think years, they were I'm without like, Mecole Hardiman. But I mean, yeah, you can't you can't say they were banged up and then look at the Titans and say, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, tell me about how banged up you guys were. <laughs> uh, but they 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 make it back to the Super Bowl and obviously win the Super Bowl this year. This stat to me just tells you how well ran the the Chiefs franchise is. Twenty four of the fifty three players on the Chiefs roster this season that won the Super Bowl were not on the roster when they lost in the AFC title game last year. 24, 24 of 53. That's wow. that's almost 50% roster turnover from one year to the next. And they improve from losing in the AFC title game to winning the Super Bowl. That's coaching that, to me. No, well, see, no, that to me, that well, is And GM. obviously roster construction. Yeah. That, is, that is Brett Veach working his magic. The Chiefs general manager. That to me is because think about it. Think about the moves that they made in season. Well, they had to move on from Tyreek Hill before the season. Well, yes, before the season had to move on from Tyreek Hill. They go out and get, they get Juju. They get Nicole Hardiman uh, or was Nicole Hardiman on their team last year? He's, he's been with them, but they, they went out and got Kadarius Tony after it wasn't working out in New York. Kadarius, but that, then that's another thing like that. That's what I wanted to highlight was the, the moves that they made in season. Kadarius Tony was an in season move. Um, who else? There was now it's, of course, now it's blanking on me. Now that I get this take out of the way, it's the, there, there was another move that they made in season. That was just that like, Oh, well they picked up Melvin Gordon. Uh, not that he did anything, but they did pick (laughs) him up. But I mean, like guys, they signed like Carlos Dunlap, Orlando Brown, Jr. Even Trey Smith, who they drafted out of Tennessee, like in the sixth round a couple of years ago, it's just dudes that like, I don't know what it is about teams like the Chiefs, but it, it, it's like their hit rate it isn't fifty percent where it should be. It's like in the seventies and eighties, like right? They just turn dudes into like it, pro bowlers. It's like that two thousand seventeen draft from John Robinson, um, right? It was or no twenty sixteen draft from John Robinson. You know, but like it's the every one where year. it was like everything hit. Yeah, right. Like that's the way the Chiefs are built, and that's the way they're run. And that to me is just. Why why the general manager and the people he puts in place around him is such an important hire because he can literally flip over half the roster 
and make the team better. And you're right. Coaching is a big part of it. Scheming is a great thing. Andy Reid is a brilliant offensive mind. Eric Bieniemy, I think, also plays a hand in that offensive scheme because that is not the work of just one man, Andy Reid. Like, Andy Reid was great in Philadelphia, but he wasn't this great in Philadelphia. There is a team of coaches behind there, behind the, the, the Chiefs that make them great. But the general manager getting those pieces is, a, is probably the biggest chunk of that it's for the same reason that when the titans get injured their backups are clearly not as good as their starters you know like the depth is not necessarily there it is on the defensive side of the ball because that goes back to coaching but all i'm saying is i think that's kind of talking myself in circles here having a good gm is vastly important in having success and i'm really 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 hoping that the titans got their guy and ran Carthon. We'll save this for a later episode, but I mean I think you could I think you could make an episode out of GM who's more important, GM versus QB. Right? I think you oh, can do it. I think you could too, but I and I think I would argue GM. I don't know. We'll talk about it on another episode. We oh, man, yeah. But oh, let's man. save that. Let's save that for the dry season when we're walking in the desert and we're yeah. seeing mirages in the background that aren't really there. We're Which we're taking our that. first our first steps in the sand this week, right here. That's it's right. going to be a long, long walk through that desert. But uh, look, we hope that you guys stick with us through it. Um, Jack, the playoff death pool, I I won this past week. Congratulations, by the way, that was my whole master plan. Thank you, uh, Eagles. Eagles. Um, let's get a word from our friends with Bet MGM. BetMGM, download BetMGM, the king of sports books, with code A to Z Sports to sign up, and you'll receive up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet misses. Look, you're playing with house money that first bet. Win or lose, you're going to come out of there with some extra money in your account to get you started, to get you wheeling and dealing while college basketball is in full swing, NHL still going on, the NBA. Just got interesting at the trade deadline. So make sure you download BetMGM and use our bonus code ATOZ Sports. Sign up today with bonus code ATOZ Sports and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Tennessee only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. First online real money wager only. Rewards issued as non withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. For problem gambling support, call the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789. Jack, one last thing before we get out of here. Um, unless you have anything, I don't I don't think. Do we have anything else other than uh, what I want to get to right now? If it's you... about uh, Indianapolis. Oh, oh, we okay. So we have, two, we have, we have, we have two, we have two more things. We have two more things we got to get to, but I want to get to this uh, first while it's still fresh in mind and it's happening as we speak, actually 13 minutes ago, as we speak right now, as we're recording this, which I'm sure it will be well deleted by the time Titans <laughs> fans, by the time you listen to this pod and this pod is posted, but AJ Brown back on the Twitter game and He's going at someone, and I, I want to get to this in just a second. But before before I do that, I do got to say, seeing A.J. Brown catch that 46-yard touchdown in the Super Bowl, I I think that was – I think my heart is fully healed. And it might just be because I was cheering very hard for the Eagles 
to win the first time I had cheered for the Eagles to win all season, mainly because it was just the lesser of two evils, in my opinion. But I was when he caught that touchdown, I was like, hell yes. You know, it, it brought me back to the olden days when he played in Nashville and he would make catches like that. And I was just like, damn, that was vintage AJ. And I miss him and I'm happy for him. I'm glad he's scoring touchdowns in the Super Bowl. And maybe that was just because I was pulling for the Eagles. But I had, that was that I was a the, moment. I had the exact opposite reaction. I hate it. <laughs> I was disgusted to see that happen. That hurt me deep. And, you know, I think that's why you and I cover Titans fans well, because I feel like you, you and I will always like have both corners covered. I it can't is, cheer for them. I can't do I, it. I can't either. And I, it's tough. It's tough, but I don't know. I feel like when he kicked our ass in Philadelphia earlier this season, that gave me closure, a little bit of closure. And then, and then I think now it's like Super Bowl. It's like okay, well he's going to the Super Bowl, and I guess you know. And I don't, I did not want the Chiefs to win, so I'm like, okay, well you know what, I, I didn't want him to score, but I will say this. Prior to the game, I think 104.5 the zone tweeted out what are your AJ Brown predictions. Jack, I'd be lying if I said I did not nail it on the freaking head. I said <laughs> six catches, 96 yards, and three deleted tweets. Okay. <laughs> You're off to he, odd what, start. what did AJ Brown end up with? Six catches, 96 yards. And I think we're on to our first deleted tweet because Juju Smith Schuster tweeted. Uh, earlier today, happy Valentine's day, everybody. And then he kind of ripped off NFL memes is every year. NFL memes does some Valentine's day cards and he just kind of cropped it. And it was, um, was it Treadwell for the Eagles? Well, this is J it's James Bradbury, Bradbury, Bradbury. Yes. Laquan Treadwell is another Ole Miss receiver that has caused me significant pain playing for the Jaguars. Yeah. He, uh, James Bradbury is on the Valentine's day card and it, the card reads, and I quote, I'll hold you when it matters most. <laughs> and Juju so, Smith-Schuster. That's so funny. That is so tweet, funny. Juju Smith-Schuster tweeted that and said, happy Valentine's Day, everybody, with a heart emoji. And that, to me, is just, I don't know. I I mean, like, yeah, it's funny. I, I think I just hate the Chiefs so much that I look at this in a different light than everyone else. But I, um, that is, that is just Juju doing what juju does and that's create noise on social media exactly yeah he lives there and so i think one wide receiver who loves to make noise on social media saw that and said hey that's my game okay you're stepping into my territory whoa, whoa, whoa. and that man is <laughs> bump, bump the brakes there juju okay stay in your lane dude which is tiktok twitter's my space well wait twitter's my space no no twitter's not my space because MySpace is dead. Nice. I, I like uh, it, though. Facebook. I, I like it. That was crazy. Okay, yeah. You know what I'm saying. That Twitter is crazy. my area. AJ Brown said, uh, jumps on and retweets it, saying, first off, congratulations. Uh-oh. First off. Y'all. <laughs> first off, said, you got a lot more coming. He said, first off, congratulations. Y'all deserve it. 
And then this is where it takes a complete 180. This is lame. You was on the way out of the league before Mahomes rest, resurrected your career on your one-year deal, TikTok boy. <laughs> he admitted that he grabbed you, but don't act like you're like that or ever was. But congratulations again. And then uh, a few emojis, clapping hands emojis, cheers uh, emoji. And then there's one other emoji. I can't I can't see what it is. But AJ Brown just completely clapping back at Juju. <laughs> and I love this for so many reasons. Because this is what did we predict, Jack? Off-season AJ Brown. What did we warn Philadelphia fans about? Off-season AJ Brown with his Twitter account. And this is the this is like what we're in like day two of the offseason. <laughs> and we're already getting a, a, just a small taste of it. And I hope Juju Smith now claps back at AJ. I want to see this escalate. Now that he's not on my team, I want to see this just blow up. And I want to see them go at it online to the point where one of them does something embarrassing. And you know one of these tweets is by from AJ is going to get deleted. So you better put those notifications on. You better turn them on and enjoy them because they 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 are like Snapchats. Why does AJ feel the need to fight that battle, though? Like, that's kind of a harmless... And, like, Bradbury admitted to holding him after the game. You know, like, that, that's that's harmless. I know that Juju's annoying and, you know, just kind of in your face on every single social media platform. But, like, AJ Brown didn't need to fight that fight. I think he, <laughs> I think AJ Brown logs onto Twitter, waits for the first emotion to hit him, happy, mad, in between, and just just rants because he knows it, it. Like you mentioned, it's a Snapchat. It's an Instagram story. It's not going to be up there for a day. So uh, for, for this to start the off season is hilarious to me. It's clear that he's not in a good mood. He hasn't gotten over the loss yet. Oh and, no. Yeah. Um, I just can't wait to see what follows because you know what? Our hands are clean this off season. Calling him TikTok boy. Like that is so disrespectful. So disrespectful, but so funny. And like, I love, I, I think I, am I coming around on AJ Brown? Do I love AJ Brown again? Oh my God. We're going to, we're going to fight. This is going to be a battle. This should, should I battle. take that role for this podcast? Should I become the guy who loves AJ Brown again, just for the sake of getting us through this off season? It would create some content between yeah, us. Yeah, If content comes out of it, I'm cool with anything. Okay. All right. Maybe I'll do that. I'm going to, I'm going to look into it. I'm going to, I'm going to test the waters for a bit. I'm going to see if uh, I can just start loving AJ Brown again. And then maybe we have that to bicker about. All could not all be me. Absolutely look, could not be me. Think about it. Think about it. If we have the AJ Brown debate getting us through the off season, that paired with you wanting to push Ryan Tannehill in front of a bus and me <laughs> wanting him to bring him back as a quarterback, you wanting to, to, to bomb the Parthenon, Okay, and, look, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. No one yeah, said not, that. Not yet. No, you on a previous episode you said you wanted to you wanted to bomb the Parthenon. Uh, You're a terrorist, I, you psycho. You know, I, that, see that's not true, but I you, I am still playing the Tannehill heel. When because I, when, I, 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 I I pitched him against Carr today, so. When the if Parthenon gets bombed, I'm going to have to be deposed. 
I am going to have to take the stand in some sort of trial. And you're really just tying it up for me because that's going to mean flights for me down to Nashville. And you're really doing me a disservice. You'll get to see you family, being... though. Yeah, but you being a terrorist <laughs> is not going to help my schedule. OK, I'm a new parent. I need to <laughs> you, you really need to think these things through before you start putting out bomb threats <laughs> onto this podcast. OK. All right, all right, all right. I'll so I'll reconsider. I'll reconsider my plan. All right. <laughs> Last thing before we get out of here, Colts speaking have of, a new. Speaking of bombs, thinking of speaking of things that have blown up, <laughs> but things that we have enjoyed to watch blow up. The Indianapolis Colts. They have a brand new head coach. Congratulations to Dax Shepard, the Colts' new head coach. Round of applause for Dax, everyone. Wow, good job, good job, Dax. Good, you know. It's great. And we're so happy for you. I This guy, I don't know anything about this guy other than the fact that he's the defensive coordinator for well, the Eagles. He was, he was OC. And what he is really the, is... The, see, that's that should tell you. I know nothing about this guy. Offensive coordinator for the Eagles. But like, it, was I've got Sir, my, it was Nick Sirianni's offense in Philadelphia. Like it, it, Shane Steichen, who the Colts you, have hired. Oh, Oh, you're saying you're saying this is like an Eric Bieniemy, Andy Reid situation? White, he, he's the white Eric Bieniemy without, you know, the wild offenses that happened in 1990 for Bieniemy. Like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. he he's Eric Bieniemy that never strangled a parking attendant, and like it paid off for him. He got a job pretty quickly. Bieniemy's still looking for a job somehow, or a head coaching job that is. But like I I, I wonder how much of an impact he had being the OC in Philadelphia when it was Sirianni that was the one calling the place. You know, it, it makes me wonder. I, I don't know. I, I feel like it's a big jump for some. I'm sure like Steichen, like, like the enemy did in KC, had his hand in the play calling. But I, I don't know. The, the thing is, though, I feel like the Colts could have messed it up a whole lot worse than they did. I was hoping, yeah. I was hoping for Saturday. I was hoping for Saturday, too. Look, I'm a big fan of just weekends in general. So I'm always a fan of Saturday, but I think with the, how little he did this year and how funny it was and how just off the rails Jim Irsay is, I was really, I was kind of expecting Jim Irsay, or I mean, uh, Jeff Saturday to return in that role. But I, I guess that the Colts made at least somewhat of a smarter decision. Will this guy be any good? I don't know. I like that they're going another offensive-minded head coach with how poorly the last one went. But doesn't matter with those quarterbacks they have up there right now. Yeah, I, that's the thing. You want yeah, you want to talk about being in quarterback hell. Again, one of the 20 plus teams that are in a much worse quarterback situation than you Titans fans. And they may they may climb out of it in the draft and find CJ Stroud or maybe even Bryce Young, but god, but do even I hope then, they take like Will I, Levis. Yeah, I would I love Will Levis to land there. Oh, so would I. I know Titans fans are big on CJ Stroud and um, um, uh, what am I freaking um? Bryce Young. Bryce Young. Thank you. Gosh, my brain has just stopped working today. The uh, Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. I know that uh, Titans fans are like, oh yeah, wouldn't that be great for the Titans to draft them? I'm just not. I don't like rookie quarterbacks. I don't like the idea. Well, you got to have a rookie at some point if they're going to grow into a superstar. Yes, but not a rookie to start. I name the last great starting rookie quarterback. Lawrence could be close. It could be on that trajectory. Everyone's ready to anoint Trevor Lawrence as this top is, five quarterback. But is, is I'm rookie not ready is rookie? And I mean, you can blame it to Urban Meyer, but his rookie year sucked. 
And yeah. even the fir- the first part of his sophomore year sucked. Field started sparingly his rookie season, and it didn't go well. Fields has no one, literally no one, no pieces around him. But all I'm saying is like rookie quarterbacks very rarely have success in the NFL. Yeah, like off the, off the bat. Off I mean, the bat, they do. Yeah. But if you get to sit if you want to say, if you, if you like want to say, even Mahomes sat behind Alex want, Smith, Brock Purdy, maybe, but like that, <laughs> that team was like, he was, he was literally handed the keys to a Ferrari. Action. Yeah. Yeah, he was handed the keys to a Ferrari, and trust me, the Titans are no Ferrari right now. So and with the with what happened to his elbow, I wonder if he's ever going to like get back to even that level. Like this, they're saying it's a pretty complicated elbow surgery he's having to go through. Yeah, I, I all messy. I'm saying is I I just don't I don't I don't and I don't I, I look I'm okay with a, a CJ uh, CJ Stroud or a Bryce Young. I'm I'm okay with either one of those. If they're sitting for two or three years, I mean, everyone wanted Malik Willis to be something that he he very clearly was. I don't not want him year. to sit three years though, because like part of having no, a rookie quarterback I, maybe, that's good is you get yeah. to take advantage of that rookie contract. Like right. if if he's good enough, if he's an above average player as a rookie, you're spending no money on the quarterback position, the priciest position in pro sports, and you can build around him like they have in but, Cincinnati uh, with Joe Burrow, and you can figure uh, out who to cut down the road. I'm a firm believer, though, if you throw them to the wolves too soon before they're ready, that that can ruin their career. I think there's been more talented quarterbacks in the NFL's history that have been thrown to the woods right away as a rookie, made to be the savior when the team was or themselves were not ready. And it it destroyed their careers. It destroyed their confidence. It destroyed their, their mental psyche. It destroyed everything about them. And they, they just did not have the career trajectory that they could have had, had they sat, had they learned a little bit, gotten a, used to the speed of the game. Because the speed, Derrick Henry talked about it on Bussing with the Boys a couple years uh, weeks back. The speed from even the college game, and he played at Alabama, playing the best teams in the country. The speed, he said, is night and day different from the NFL to uh, from college. So all I'm saying is, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I don't like that. It's all about like, landing spot at the end of the day. And like, like Bryce Young didn't even win the sec and you want him to like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just, I'm not a big fan. We, we have so many more episodes to get to with all of that. Um, and, but yeah, anyway. Okay. Let Jack, let's, uh, let's go ahead and get out of here. Do you, um, Follow follow uh, Tighten Up Pod on Twitter, Tighten Up Podcast on Instagram. You can follow my guy Jack on Twitter at Jack A Gentry. You can follow myself on Twitter at Austin Huff. Interact with us there. We love when you guys are, are tweeting at us and interacting us, with us. It's going to be a long off season, but again, we're going to get through it together. All right, we're we're in this together. Let's have some fun this off season. Let's enjoy the off season. Hopefully, <laughs> and uh, follow A to Z Sports for all of the updates when it comes to the the Tennessee Titans and all of the teams and uh, all the Tennessee, I guess, teams. And Jack, you got anything for the road? Congratulations to um, all of the Tennessee Titans podcasters that are also Vanderbilt and Missouri fans. So uh, if that fits anybody, because, you know, they had some pretty impressive buzzer beater you, wins. Of course. I knew, I knew you were going to somehow bring this up. Here's to us. Here's to our college <laughs> basketball programs for, you know, just their late game shooting and uh, for 
hitting buzzer beaters <laughs> right when it counts. Gotta love it. <laughs> There's so many. I, I, Jack, I, when you were dancing on their, on Tennessee's grave after the Missouri one, like I knew you were going to do it after the Vanderbilt one. It was just unbelievable that that would happen to them two times in a row. It, it was, it was comical. It was unbelievable. It was, like not being a Tennessee fan, that was very funny. Uh, and being a one of the two teams that benefited from those, uh, that was it was really funny. And uh, I just knew when I saw your tweet after the, it was seconds, seconds after Mizzou hits a game winner in Knoxville, I just checked my Twitter timeline and I just see Jack tweet, ha 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 ha. <laughs> it is unbelievable. Just, I couldn't believe I, it. Look, neither one of us likes Tennessee, which I know I know a lot of listeners on this podcast know this because it comes up frequently. But you you are to the point where you don't like Tennessee like you you will rub it in their face. I don't rub it. Things well, only in. I because, try not to only because they do it. They do it to Vandy every single time. I, I mean, it's I don't do anything to them that they haven't already done. Uh, got one last update before we get out of here. Juju Smith-Schuster has tweeted back at A.J. Brown. A retweet. Glad you were finally able to get all that off your chest after all these years. Good game, bro. Thumbs up emoji. Ring emoji. Okay, Juju won that exchange. He won that Did exchange. He? I, I think so. I no, I think still that's like AJ. the mature grown-up way to handle it. Maybe. But, but Twitter I isn't for mature grown-ups, I guess. Juju Smith will forever be known as TikTok boy now because of AJ Brown's tweet. Yeah. I think AJ Brown won this one. And that, and I'm not just saying that as a new, well, hey, I mean, we, new we, AJ Brown fan. We've got to remember that this feud can carry on until late in the evening. Like this, this could be just, Oh yeah. Yeah. This will probably iceberg. be, we'll be like 20 tweets deep by the time this <laughs> podcast drops. <laughs> Those two guys can take it forever. Oh um, my God. Uh, all right. Uh, you got anything else for the road other than rubbing it in Tennessee fans' faces? Nope. Um, excited to figure this thing out, though. March 16th, I believe, started free agency. So uh, everything's kind of just in anticipation for that day. Um, yeah. I'm sure the Titans will have some big moves up their sleeves. But, hey, we're going to be your place to go to for all of it. So stick with us. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram if you haven't already. And uh, we appreciate y'all tuning in every week. Pitchers and catchers report this week. So if you're a baseball right. fan, you got right. that to look forward to. Oh, oh, one last thing. Do we want to adopt an XFL team for the season? I got to see the rosters first. Let's look over the rosters this week. Oh, come back no, next week. No, it's more fun to do it blind. And then you I just don't even like, know the names of the teams. Uh, let's let's do the Battle Hawks. Let's become Battle Hawks fans. I thought that was like an AAF team. Is it? <laughs> no. Let's figure out the teams first. St. We'll Louis come... Battlehawks. Let's <laughs> let's become St. Louis Battlehawks fans. Just because that one, that's one of the only okay. teams I know. It, it does and look two, like a team. It was a team I was I was behind uh, in 2020 when they unveiled it. All right, I'm down for the Battlehawks unless AJ McCarron. AJ McCarron's a quarterback. I'm down for the Battlehawks unless like a a funny remember the Titan shows up on another roster. Okay, deal, deal. And uh, I mean, look, we're already fans of a blue football team with a mediocre quarterback. So <laughs> <laughs> Battlehawks fits our brand. All right. So this is the uh, Battlehawk podcast for the time being and, and until Jack looks over the rosters. But, That's right. Vegas Vipers, Orlando Guardians, DC Defenders, the Roughnecks from Houston, San Antonio Brahmas. Not totally sure what that is, but their logo looks like a bull. Yeah, Brahma Bull. Renegades. And then the Seattle Sea Dragons. Looks like they have like a clip art 
designer designed their logo. Yeah, the yeah, not great, huh. but uh, but I am excited for XFL football. Let's go. Let's win a championship in this offseason. It'll buy us some time until the Titans come back. <laughs> I can't wait. All right. can't we're officially wait. we're officially an XFL podcast now. All right. Uh, we love you guys. Uh, I guess with all of that said, until next week, tighten, tighten up. up. They used to be the Oilers a long, long time ago when they played in the Houston Astrodome. They've gone from being spoilers to starting six and oh. They've had the same head coach leading all the way. That's one of many reasons that I'm loving how they play. They're the Tennessee Titans. They're the Tennessee Titans. They'll 